0: Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. How should I open up this week? I don't know. I didn't prepare and I've got nothing. Oh,
1: I got something. Do you? Hey, Michael. What? Do you want to know what irritates the snot out of me?
0: Um, Figuratively or literally?
1: Figuratively.
0: Literally would be gross.
1: Yeah, right. Anyway when you decide to go on a race across Lake Michigan and send me movies in the mail while you're gone like Titanic and the perfect storm, you twit.
0: I thought you might get bored.
1: Yeah, those are great movies.
2: welcome to fireproof your retirement a show with 30 minutes of real questions real concepts and real answers your hosts are michael and vanessa markey a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues the standard deviation, I mean, i would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in.
1: Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic
2: event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome to Fireproof
0: Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me today as she is each and every week by her own Desire and free will, I might add.
1: Not necessarily.
0: The beautiful, the Misses, Vanessa Markey.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: So we've got to talk about that. I still think this was a brilliant idea. Your father thought it was hilarious. Of
1: course my dad thought it was funny.
0: So I went in the Clipper Cup this last week, mm-hmm. which is a race from Muskegon to Port Washington, Washington. Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now not only was it supposed to take mm, I don't know about 10 to 14 hours. Right. But it ends up going through the night for us without cell coverage.
1: And you didn't have any wind so you didn't even get into port until 24 hours later.
0: Right. So technically we finished second because everyone behind us quit. Right. But what You may have heard at the opening of the show. So I thought this would be funny. I still hold it's funny.
1: You're lucky I have a sense of humor.
0: We'll be the judge of that. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went on Amazon. And while I'm at the race, I have some movies delivered to the house. I had Titanic. Uh Uh-huh. The Perfect Storm.
1: Which, by the way, we own these movies already. Yeah,
0: but this was funny. I can Uh still return them. Titanic. The perfect storm and ghost. <laughs> so I'm telling the guys in the race about this. They're laughing. They they think it's hilarious. And then one of them looks at me. He's in his early 60s and he just goes, I mean, this is pretty funny, but you didn't do it. Right. I'm like, no, it, it's done. He's they're like,
1: they're on the way. He's
0: like, well, you, you got to undo this. I'm like, no, They've it's done been shipped. What's done is done. I still think it was great. It's a great story now. Yeah, I know. So here was most people's fears that I would. I told. I had a lot of people say, well, what happens? What's going to happen if something actually happens to you on the lake? I'd be rich. Why would you be? Oh, pfft. Life insurance. No, what I thought of. <laughs> sorry, I didn't go that direction, Mrs. Dark Alley mind.
1: You didn't think that one through, did you?
0: No, what I thought... Is if something did happen, I sent you those movies, I would go down as a psychic. No. Yep. No. All right. So we are not here today to talk about the your poor life
1: decisions.
0: It was a great life decision. I'm here to talk about it. It was funny. Give me that. It was funny.
1: It was. I did laugh.
0: In a couple weeks, actually, by the time this airs, you can try it. We'll probably have (sighs) Twitter. What? Well, you and I have talked about it and we've got a lot of fans because we're on three stations now. A lot of you listening have been listening on one station. Um, maybe you've listened on WFUR now for, boy, four, maybe five years. I think like oh, going on five.
1: recently spiked because of me.
0: It did. I agree. <laughs> you've made the show more fun. I'm kidding. I'm not. Anyway. So now we're also on 1340 WJRW mm-hmm. News Talk AM. Can't make fun of AM anymore. No,
1: you can't. Because you've gotten some pretty quite a few good comments well, from the AM yeah, station. Quite a
0: few people calling in from AM. So I apologize to our AM listeners. There are more than three of you, apparently. Ludington, 98.7, mm-hmm. classic rock. I don't know why. I always have to do it that way. I know. And possibly um, 97.5. We're not on there yet, but we're in talks in Muskegon. This makes no sense to me.
1: I know, because you're boring. Well, we talk it's about me.
0: financial subjects for people in retirement, near retirement. Today, we're going to talk about early retirement. But early retirement's like, I don't know, 55 to 60? My parents. Our number one demographic. If you're listening right now, I actually, I would really, if you fall in this, I'd like to hear why, what you find.
1: Interesting.
0: A, I was going to say attractive, keep it clean, about our show.
1: I wasn't going anywhere dirty with that.
0: I didn't mean you. So our number one demographic makes no sense to me.
1: Starts with a me and
0: ends in it millennials. The heck? We sit here making fun of millennials.
1: Anyway, how about we continue on with what our show's about today? But
0: going back to the Twitter thing, we're going to have to do it. So I think our, is it called a handle? Twitter handle?
1: I have no idea. I don't have Twitter
0: our Twitter sphere, our tweets, our twits, and then they're gonna Instagram us. Might Ooh. as well throw in Facebook. We'll just put it all in a bowl, mix it up. We'll be a whole social media cake. But we're going for FP, either radio or FP finance. I think FP finance, that would be better. Right. Since we may, for all of you longtime listeners, it is highly likely by the beginning of next year the show will also be televised. But I don't want to go too. Far into that since we're in the middle of negotiations on that
1: okay so early retirement
0: so if you're young and listening to us reach out tweet tweet <laughs> find i'm thinking it's going to be fp finance unless some other person for no apparent reason took it but reach out to us we'd love to hear why what it is you find entertaining so going to early retirement you found okay. us in an article we've got just enough time you think We got enough time to read it or go into it a little bit?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, basically, this said, you got to scroll back up so I can read the title. It says the high price people pay for retiring earlier than they expect.
0: And this is through, you know what? We really don't have enough time. So let's do a cliffhanger.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: It's a article from the Wall Street Journal Mm -hmm. titled the high price people pay for retiring earlier than they expect. And it's going, it comes out with a formula, which automatically means, I love it, Mm -hmm. about how people will inaccurately predict their retirement age. Right. And then it says says there's things you can't prepare for, that you can't predict. I think that's pretty off. Right. We'll go over that when we come back.
2: Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we covered during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome
1: back to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. So let's actually get into the meat of things here instead of talking about Twitter or tweeting or whatever.
0: You're going to be the queen. I don't know why that was so loud, but you're going to be the queen of FP finance. Right. Can you vote? Like, can we do true or false? Or could we say, tell us your favorite blah, 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 and have like three different bubbles that people could click? I have
1: no idea. I don't have Twitter.
0: You're a millennial. You're supposed to know these things. I
1: don't. I went as far as Facebook and that stopped.
0: You stopped Facebook?
1: No, I mean, I still have Facebook, but I didn't do Instagram, Snapchat, oh. blah, 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 blah. I still else would out there.
0: really like to get rid of my Facebook.
1: All right. Anyway, we'll go into that later. The high price people pay for retiring earlier than they expect. So do you think you know when you're going to retire? Think again.
0: Are you going to read us this whole thing?
1: No, I'm not. Um... Basically, to paraphrase, is they come up with a formula where you can figure out exactly when you're going to retire. Most people, they say that 61, if you decide that you're going to retire at 61, that's pretty much foolproof because 61 is a pretty general age for people to retire.
0: And let's see who this Uh, guy is. Hold on. It's David Blanchett. He is the head of retirement research for Morningstar Investment Management. So that's a reputable place, Mm -hmm. by the way. Morningstar is the largest third-party company that rates different mutual funds, um, bonds, exchange-traded funds.
1: Right. So, 61 is like, he called it a bogey for planning purposes because those who expect to retire at 61 usually actually do retire at that age.
0: Right. But his big thing was, if before 61, people tend to either retire at that date or they go later. Right. But after 61, he came up with a formula.
1: Right, which is uh, basically planning to retire after age 61 was especially pronounced where people tended to retire about half a year earlier for each year after 61 they planned to retire.
0: That sounds entirely too complicated.
1: Right. So someone, say, thought that they were going to retire at 69 will actually stop working at 65 because every year after you think you're going to retire gets reduced by a half year. So say you think you're going to retire at 69, it's end up being 65.
0: Okay. I think the easier way to explain it would be say you're going to work 10 years past 61. Right. What he's saying is you're going to be about half right. Okay. So if you think you're going to work 10 yeah. more years, you're going to be off by about five. Okay. If you think you're going to work 12 more years, you're going to be off by about six. I think I can explain why this happens. Mm-hmm. And since he used bogey, we'll, we'll talk about a golf term. I don't even golf, so I should stop using golf analogies.
1: Well, you used to, so it's not like you never have in your entire life.
0: Right. Then we got a wood boat and kids and dogs and radio show.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: All that. Right. All right. So imagine you're, uh, I, I generally use, I think this will work. Imagine you're putting right now. Okay. And you're, I don't know, two foot from the cup. Mm-hmm. I don't think they use yards in putting. I have no idea. You're 0. 0.8 yards from the cup. Okay. No. You're two feet. And if you're off just a couple degrees left or right, it probably still makes it in the cup. Right. If you're a little too fast, it probably still makes it in the cup.
1: Because it'll bounce off the backside and bloop, bloop, bloop. I
0: don't know what it's going to do. It's just, you can, you've can you got a little bit more margin of error. Mm-hmm. But if you're 30 feet away and you're off that same one degree to the left or one degree to the right or whatever, 10th of a the, mile. You're passing the hole. You're Yeah, you're nowhere near the hole. Right. So if you're off just a little bit, but the distance is short, the outcome, the error isn't that noticeable. Mm-hmm. But if you're off the same amount, but the distance is longer, that error gets magnified. Right. So if you're 50 years old, as an example, and you're projecting that you'll retire at 60, you can be off one way or the other. And it's, you know, maybe you end up retiring at 59. Right. It's not that noticeable. As well as you're younger. So it's easier to go, you know, I'll just work a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But if you're 50 and you're saying, well, I'll work till 70. I get that all the time. I'm going to work till 70, Mike. Why? No, you're not. Well, there's a number that do. But if you're 50, that's a big planning 20 years is a
1: long time.
0: Well, but they've worked 20 already.
1: Right. But a lot of things happen between 50 and 60 or 50 and 70 health-wise that didn't happen between 30 and 50.
0: Right. That's, hey, you just went the right, I shouldn't say right, you went the same direction I was going to go.
1: And we didn't even talk about it. I like it. Right.
0: Wink. <laughs> okay. Hey. All right. So here's what I talk about all the time. There's three main causes that will cause you to lose employment earlier than you thought in mm-hmm. retirement number one a weak economy right so when we have a bad economy I don't I'll get people that work in a public sector they say like you know weak economy doesn't do anything to me sure it does when we have a bad economy there's less taxes paid and when there's fewer taxes paid the government doesn't have as much money and when the government doesn't have as much money clearly I'm speaking theoretically now they tend to spend less right at least on public services mm-hmm. so they cut budgets Right. Or if you don't work in the public or in the private, yeah, public sector and you're in the private sector, then you have fewer people buying things when the economy stinks.
1: Right. So then you have to downsize your crew.
0: When fewer people are buying things, employers think they need fewer people helping fewer people buy things. Mm -hmm. So when you get older, if we have a downturn in the economy, which we're almost 10 years in, by the way, to a bull market. Right. When we have this disruption, this disturbance, Guess what? Employers get rid of what I call the newbies and the oldbies. Right. And I'm not saying if you're 60, you're an oldbie. I'm just saying they might. And I'll also argue. People all the time will say, "Well, they get rid of the old guys because or gals because of health care." Uh. Uh-uh. I don't think it is. You know well, what I? Th- you know what I think their it is.
1: Premiums don't go up if you're older. They have like a blanket, don't they?
0: No, they do pay more for you. Huh. Absolutely. But is it that much more than a 35-year-old with four kids at home and no. still popping out kids? Nope. I don't know. It could be, but I don't think it's healthcare. Let's not get lost in the weeds. I got an easier explanation. It's years of service. Mm-hmm. If you're 62 years old and we go through a downturn, what's it t- How many number of years we go down and then things kind of level out and then they start building back up. What are we talking about it? That cycle of going down and coming back up. 5 years. I was thinking three to five, so I'm good with that. So you're 62 years old. And it's three to five years to get back where we were today. You're not going to go be around down. in five years. You'll wait it out. Because wh- why do they wait it out? They want to wait it out so they can get, defer Social Security, to, you know, get Medicare, and let the 401k come back. Right. So all of a sudden, they fight through. They keep you. They get rid of all these other people, but they keep you. The economy comes back. Your 401k comes back. Mm-hmm. And they fought through this with you. Right, because profits came down. Right. They may have brought your wage down, but generally, it's not by as much as profits came down. Right. So they picked you. They fought with you. It was this, we're working together. And then as soon as things get better and the 401k gets back all that, your days are numbered. Right. I think that's the same reason they they get rid of the newbies. Mm -hmm. Because if you're 30 years old or you're 28 years old and we have a disruption to the economy, if they fight this fight with you, Right? You're part of the team. Mm-hmm. We get through this. You're not tied down yet. Right. And you get through the downturn. The first better job, it's just $2,000 raise, which is a big deal. But somebody offers you that. You don't have those years of loyalty. Right. And you're in a position in life where it's still easy to transition. Right. So number one, economy goes bad. Um, you're more likely to lose your job the older you get. Correct. Number two, like you said, health goes bad. Your health is more likely to go bad at 65 than it was 45. Right. And you know what my favorite is? Number three,
1: which is
0: your attitude goes bad. Yeah. I can say. Yeah. If you're 60 years old and this kid comes out of college with an MBA and you can fill in the blank for whatever college that's from and they come into your work environment with this masters in whatever.
1: Bright, shiny ideas. And I read it in a book.
0: And everything you've been doing for the last 10 years is wrong because the book says not to do it that way. Right. You are less likely to be politically correct at 65 than you were 45, which brings me up to an incredibly important point. What are you going to be like when you're 65? Excuse me? You're not shy with that now. Uh,
1: Marion, just just picture Marion. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I absolutely should not say this on the radio. And I'll probably get us in a lot of trouble, but I'm going to.
1: Grandma's got a cane. You better be careful.
0: Do you know what your dad calls your mom when he's mad?
1: Marion. Nope. No.
0: Sheryan. Oh no. <laughs> He'll say uh, that that's that's Vanessa's mom's sister and her mother. So if he's mad, he just says, "All right, Sharion.
1: Yeah, my grandma, by the way, is very blunt. She's almost eighty-five, so she's earned it, and. She walks around to the cane, and let me tell you, you don't get anywhere near that tell, cane when she's mad. Tell
0: them the story of when we got engaged and your grandmother had a dream.
1: Oh <laughs> my grandma had a dream. We always go to my grandma and grandpa's house on Sunday for coffee and cookies, because it's just what you do when you're Dutch. Mm-hmm. And so we went Glad over. there. had to say you're no
0: longer calling yourself Italian since you're Oh, well, I'm still Italian, but I'm also part Dutch. So came. stop.
1: Um so <laughs> we walk in the door and we go and we sit down and we're saying hi, and my grandma goes, Michael. I need to talk to you.
0: I swear she lifted her cane when she said she this. She
1: probably did. And He's like, okay. And he walks over to her chair because my grandma doesn't walk very well. And she's like, I had a dream that you got mad at Vanessa and you left her on the side of the road. And I'm going to tell you what right now, if you ever do that, I will find you.
0: She was physically mad. She
1: almost got out of her chair and beat you. I'm like,
0: this was your dream. This wasn't something I said. I didn't joke about it. You dreamt of this. It didn't happen.
1: Maybe it was a foreshadowing.
0: Have I ever ever left you on the side of the road?
1: Not yet. There's <laughs> it is, time. There is still
0: time. <laughs> well, we're just about out of time for this segment. When we come back, I want to talk about the author in this story or article. He goes on to say, he gives some advice on how to combat these issues. Yeah. To downsize, to minimize the impact of having to, um, thinking you'll work till 69 and actually retiring at 65. But he goes on to then say, there's some things you can't plan for. I disagree. Let's go over that
2: when we get back. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run? To determine the best time for you to file, call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. Oop, I guess I gave that away, didn't I? Oh, we, yeah. So because of the changes with Possibly another radio station, as well as now in talks for TV. Probably gonna start calling the show Fireproof Your Finances.
1: This is gonna be recorded visually. I'm gonna to have to wear something better than sweats and a hoodie.
0: Maybe people will like your hoodie.
1: Maybe not.
0: I saw a hooded t shirt. No. A
1: hooded t sweat shirt.
0: Sweatshirt when we're in our race. <laughs> uh huh. It was called a bonfire hoodie. That was the name of it. Okay. Sounded nice. Anyway. It looked comfortable. So the author in this article, the high price people pay for retiring retiring earlier than they expect.
1: I'm glad you have just as much trouble with that title as I did. I did not. You did too. You stuttered.
0: Mitch is going to clean it up for me. Uh Uh-huh. So number one, he said, you got to be realistic about your timetable. Don't just pick an age for planning purposes because it means you can save less. Instead, make sure you estimate um, and track what you expect to um, spend, how long you work, trends in your industry. But then he starts going on to you just can't plan for what happens if you um, lose a job earlier. And I disagree. Why? Because we don't project like somebody might tell me, well, I'm going to work till 69. But if they're 55, what we're going to do is we're going to build them a plan that expects that something happens. We're going to expect that what's going to happen is they're going to lose employment when the economy goes negative, when it goes south, when it goes sour. Right. When things aren't good.
1: But that's your job.
0: Right. And what I want to make sure is that one problem doesn't compound. One problem doesn't create. Other a, problems. Another problem. Exactly. So you need to have, we've talked about it on this show a lot. You need to have green money. Now, green money isn't like this whole Voya thing. Oh, my orange money's for retirement. No, green money is just a simple way of saying stable. Right. You got to make sure you have dollars set aside that during a downturn, they can go down, but not more than 5%. Mm-hmm. Here's why. An easy way to explain this that makes sense. So when you're in your, let's call it, there's two phases to retirement or two phases to investing. You got the put in phase and the take out phase. It doesn't sounded get,
1: like you said, put in, like pudding, put in phase.
0: Yeah. Put you in. eat pudding and then you get take out Chinese. That's what we're saying. <laughs> so instead, what I mean is the put in phase and the take out phase. Okay. When you're putting money away for retirement. Mm-hmm. let's say it's $100 a pay period. Okay. And you're buying five mutual funds and you want them to all be equal. Then it's 20. The computer does it for you, doesn't it? It puts 20 here, 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 and here. Mm-hmm. It just splits it up equally. If that's the way the put-in phase works, Okay, why would it be any different in the takeout phase? If the put-in phase is basically on autopilot, it pro-rations or pro the contribution into these different areas, these different funds, why wouldn't the distribution phase, the takeout phase work the same way? I don't know. It does. You get in this groove. Let's say you want $1,000 a month and it's going to be equally among, and I'm making this simple, but equally among these five things, these five mm-hmm. funds, these five whatever. Right. Then it's going to be 200, 200, 200, 200. Right. Maybe one more 200. That didn't count.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's going to
0: be these is. equal amounts. And if one of those goes down by 30% because we're in a downturn, it's already on autopilot. Now, you can sit there and go, well, I'll bet you my my advisor will figure that out. They'll see it. They will if you're, I don't know, one of maybe 100. You're a really high net worth individual. You got maybe 25 million or more to invest. Right. And you're just one of a select few to get to work with this essentially small family practice is what they call those. Hmm. But if you're not, it gets put in the autopilot. So instead of trying to pretend like we can find some advisor or advisory firm that can avoid that, let's just acknowledge that as a problem. Right. If your advisor is successful, they're going to have a lot of people they're working with. Mm -hmm. So here's our problem. How do we fix it? You fix it by having your autopilot, your withdrawals, set up on things that are stable. Okay. So I do believe that we can plan for losing employment by having some safe, stable dollars. And there's lots of different things we can use for that. Right. And people, the biggest argument is, well, it won't have as big a return. So what?
1: You won't, you'll be able to still live in retirement. You won't have to go get a job being a Walmart greeter. Not that those are bad, but most people when they retire, they don't want to go back to work doing that.
0: And by being more stable in one area, we can be more aggressive in another. I think sometimes we focus on the wrong things. I was when I was in Wisconsin this last week.
1: Mm -hmm. For 10 seconds. Yeah.
0: I'm reading this article and it was about these plastic guns. I've heard about them, but I didn't know they had gotten so maybe easy to make.
1: You're talking about the 3D printer guns?
0: Exactly. Okay, And so Wisconsin's attorney general, I believe, isn't signing on to this lawsuit. And this local op-ed piece was really upset about it. Okay, And the attorney general said, well, listen, we can't stop it. It's already out there. We can ban new people in the U.S. from putting it on the Internet, but it's already out there. Okay. So the op ed was I can't believe it. It's already out there. But why would you make it easy for them? And you know what I thought about? And it's all these lawsuits. It's going to go to the Supreme Court and all these different things. There's Mm -hmm. probably hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on this already. Right. Plus, then you take the productivity of senators and well, maybe I'm going too far there, but you start adding that up. Okay. And, you know, we make that thing so difficult instead of arguing and maybe even impeding on first amendment rights as bad as that is it is a right right why don't we just put that money into finding the technology to allow the tsa to actually be able to find it right the technology for maybe every airport to have a body scanner that would pick that object up absolutely that's what we need to do same thing in finance instead of sitting here going well, I'm going to find an advisor who's maybe more attentive. I'm just telling you right now, if they're successful and they have 500, 600, 700 clients, yes, they're watching your account. But not that attentively. They've got 500 but, other people. But it's going to get to a degree on the distribution on autopilot. Right. Right. So fix it. Avoid that. And how do we do that? By having some safe money. I'm telling you, you can structure it so you don't actually get a lower rate of return. Because if you got everything making five, instead what you could do is half making three and half making seven. It's still an average of five. Right. But really that's about, I think, about all the time we have today. Yes. And I want to thank everybody. It's been quite a ride. It's been fun. We thoroughly enjoy getting on and having the opportunity to teach you about money I had somebody ask me the other day what you do and I've struggled with this answer now for a few years because if I just say you know I'm a wealth management expert I just felt like it didn't describe what I do because I really enjoy you know the time on radio and writing and TV being with you guys and teaching and getting to explain things that we see locally on a grander scale we just want to take the opportunity today to say thank you till next week we are your hosts And this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God
2: bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com.